Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Dumb Monsters. I'm Nick. And I'm Chris. And this week, we watch a just a classic action movie where we really don't talk about, like, the monster so much, but... Yeah, I mean, to our, like, defense, we've already talked about this monster before. I mean, yeah. we did talk about the T-1000 a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're watching Terminator 2. Holy crap, this is a good movie. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Cultural landmark. This is that bad CGI I mentioned. Oh, god damn. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah. That's so bad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're watching Terminator 2. Enjoy the show. And there we are. We are there. The new studio setup seems to be working nicely. Yeah. Uh, what's up, everybody? How are you? It's Saturday night. Snowy Saturday. Snowy Saturday. We are we're already nice and mellow. We're drinking some wine tonight, folks. Uh, we're classing it up. Drinking some Di Matteo Vineyards Black Eye Wine. It's just cherry juice. It's- yeah, it's just alcoholic cherry. It's cherry juice that gets you fucked up is what it is, and it's delicious. Uh, and I really wish they could sell it uh, to New York State, but you got to go to Jersey and get it. No. Oh, it's worth the trip. Should at least wipe the bottle off before you brought it over. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. It's- stupid. It's stupid. I don't. E- I don't even like wine, and that is because it doesn't taste like wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh we're not here to talk goodness. about wine. We're here to talk about Terminator Two. Yeah. Yes, we are. We uh, we watched Terminator Two for this week. My second favorite Terminator movie. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Blasphemous. Is it though? No, no. I, this is <laughs> this is clearly the fucking better movie. It's the glossier, fancier, more action-packed movie. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't find it to be the better movie. Oh, dude. Oh, we'll get into it. I, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I dislike this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not like this movie sucks. It's the original just squeaks out ahead of this one for me. Oh, yeah, I cannot say the same. I like this is my favorite terminator. Well, this was like this is the fucking prototype for the 90s action movie. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Some sci-fi action, like killer robots. Uh just the way up. it looks, like yeah. the the pacing, everything. It's the gritty like grim future. Well, that comes that comes out of the first one. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the look of it all is like something you see in a lot of '90s like sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We should also mention that we are kicking off January. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we're idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we're we're dumb. And we have to think up themes like this. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing uh, number two uh, movies and sequels. Yeah. So and in in uh, I'm sure we'll be getting a couple of number two movies in there. If you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, so that that yeah, that's going to be the. Uh, the theme going for the live streams and the YouTube videos. Obviously, the audio podcast format is going to yeah. fall behind a week or two. January is going to bleed into uh, February. February. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> shame, shame on our houses. Uh, yeah, no this this movie is is mega fun, and it's so culturally important to people of our generation. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those movies where you don't even have to have like seen the movie to know everything that happens in the movie yeah. because it's referenced so many other times and and so you know it's everywhere. Pop culture. It, it, yeah, it became a fucking pop culture juggernaut. Yeah, and with good reason. Like it's a fancy big piece of eye candy. Like start to finish, like everything I, looks gorgeous in this movie. I really truly think this like. This is, I don't know. This is not, this is not a, necessarily a hot take, but like, I really think this was the peak of fucking big cinema action movies. I don't think anything has ever topped this in scope, I think in scope, in 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 the look, and just the quality of it. I think everything that's come after it has been like it owes a debt to this. So it's, it's it's an imposter to the throne, yeah, for sure. Imposter to the throne. Everything that comes after it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I was gonna say no. Like this is the throne, man. Like <laughs> no, this is this is the king of the '90s action movie. Um, and I mean, that's like, undeniable. Just some of the fucking set pieces, like things you're never gonna fucking see today. Like yeah, specifically. Oh, you mean real sets? Real action stunts. Like yeah, dude, they fly a fucking helicopter under an underpass in a high speed chase. Like that's not fucking CGI. Like yeah. somebody did that. Like yeah, there's motherfuckers on motorcycles in a goddamn like what the hell are they called uh, in California? The fucking oh, oh. The runoff fucking ditches. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are they called? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I know the, it's the LA River though. Is like the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like it's just shit. You're like everything like they do in this movie it would be done with CG. Not everything they do in this movie. Cause there's a little bit of CGI. They touch, they touch with CGI in this, especially a, like 90% of the T1000 stuff. Yes. You know? But aside from that, there is a few like CGI, like action, like sequence, like it's not sequences, but parts. Yeah. Specifically the one that comes to mind, it doesn't look good at all. I, that's the one thing I will ding this movie on is when they are, it's toward the end of the movie when they are getting to the factory when um, they're being chased by the T-1000 in the nitrogen truck. Mm-hmm. Ooh, pardon me. Schwarzenegger's like on top of the truck and like he jumps off as it's crashing and it's the worst fucking CGI Arnold like yeah. jumping off and rolling. Yeah. But other than that, I mean like fucking, this is tip top, man. Like it, <sighs> I don't think it gets better than this. Visually? Yeah. No, I love this movie. Like, yeah. For me, like here's, I'm gonna I'm gonna immediately start with some dings. All right. Because Go for it. I was looking hard for things to for things to ding this on. This movie is about twenty minutes too long. I could see that. Like um, I could they could cut down the Mexico sequence a little bit. The, here's here here are the parts where I noticed that I was losing interest, right? The, yeah. the Mexico stuff, the heist, and the like I think you could maybe cut a few minutes out of the family stuff, but then like you I can, think you can cut a lot of the insane asylum stuff out yeah you can you can tighten that up like i think the family thing you need to keep most of that though don't know yeah the family stuff is great yeah, yeah to humanize like not only you know them but also miles too to make his sacrifice like mean something right you know but we don't need the super long heist we don't need the the extended mexico stuff we also don't need the t800 becoming a cartoon version of itself 
Yeah. That's another thing I will criticize. Like, he really did soften this up. I mean, to go from an R from the first one. <laughs> this is an R. Is it really? I thought it was yeah. PG-13. No, no, no. This oh. is R. Oh, this wow. The, for the longest time, this was the highest grossing R-rated movie. Huh. All right. So um, I was wrong. But there is a, there is a, a caveat. And I was talking to a, a buddy of mine last night while I was watching this. And I was complaining to him. Like, they, they make the T-800 like a one-liner machine where he's not he's a, he's a fucking killing machine that's what he is yeah. like, right but he dropped some knowledge on me and he goes look at it from this perspective the more lifelike he becomes the t-800 the less human sarah connor becomes which is a cool way yeah. to look at it that's but it, true but it also like doesn't it doesn't fix the problem it's it's like a really cool way to be like, okay, well, that's how you excuse that behavior. But I just don't care for that behavior. Let me, let me you know, look at this in a meta sense, like pick apart the lines of the Matrix here. Sure, sure. Do you think that's a James Cameron decision or is that an Arnold Schwarzenegger decision? I think that it is a combination of the two because Arnold at this point is... This is like his also He's peak. the fucking yeah. hero, right? he's definitely not going to play the bad guy again for sure right yeah so then there's him wanting to be the good guy i get that like that's his shtick that's how he gets paid these days but then you have james cameron probably wanting to make it more approachable and maybe even seeing the fucking dollar signs with would he though I mean, think about James Cameron. Like, I think he's just going to make the fucking movie he wants to make and fuck you if you don't like it. Uh, it just happens that a lot of people like his movies. I guess. I don't. I know he's like a super f perfectionist, yeah. but like, I don't know how strict he is to his vision. Um, but there's got to be something in some fucking contract somewhere where Arnold gets to like have creative control over the character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, you know, again, looking at this in, in a meta sense. Like but he had, a, to, he had to start with a basis somewhere. Like, yeah, like, he's also, like, a very jokey guy from what I know. Like, you know, he likes to have fun yeah. on the sets, and, like, he yep. likes to he likes to be the fucking, the guy who gives the one-liners. Like. Right. So I think, I think a lot of what comes, you know, a lot of that change in the character is, I think, due to Arnold. I think it's his personality bleeding more through. It could be. I think it's him exercising because, he, again, he's the biggest fucking star in the world right now. Yeah. His aim just, you know, fucking thumping it out on the table, being yeah, like, I'm going to do what I want to do, you know? Yeah. I just... Mm. It's it's hard to reconcile the diff, like the drastic difference between the two characters. And... You can kind of see what they're going for with, you know, he's okay. He's sent and he's supposed to just do what John tells him to do and protect John. But like, why is he developing a well, he personality? Because he says he's he, he that's one of his features. The more interaction I have with humans, the more like lifelike and realistic I become. Yeah. But it, like, it's like from the jump in this movie. Like, well, maybe not from the jump, but like, but like it's, pretty it's fucking a supercomputer fucking processing this and like yeah. turning it around to make him, you know, make him more human. So, I mean, like, I could see softening him up that way, but yeah, he does become like it's, a joke machine. Drastic. Like, he's giving like, you know, coy smirks. At and the fucking... end, he goes, I need a vacation. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I don't need that. That's, that's, that's a step too far.
but what, still, what? man, the fucking, I now know why you cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I can get behind that because like that makes it feel real. You know, like you're, you're actually getting like emotion out of that. You're not getting just like cheeky one-liners. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, it's just like it became a, a systemic problem with action movies that they had to be witty it's and they the, had to have the one liner thing Marvel's going through right now. Like, yeah. It's just typing out the Marvel formula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a serious motherfucker among them. Like everybody's, a, everybody's about, a wise ass. Think about Iron Man in 2008 and think about like every Marvel movie after over that, the past every couple single of years one after that, where like <laughs> Iron Man's a serious, like dramatic fucking movie ass movie. And then everything has kind of like, you know, has become like a comedy action comedy. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll turn it around. Like we got new stuff coming. Like, yeah. If what has already come out is any Echo has been getting good idea. reviews. Like it's supposed to be really good action wise. Like so, I'm, yeah. I'm hyped for that. Um, I mean, they fucking knocked Daredevil out of the park. I think with the action. So like, I'm hoping it's more of that stuff. Like the gritty. Like yeah. But was yeah. that actually like a Marvel Studios thing? Uh, at the time, it was Marvel TV. That like I think that got eaten up by. Uh, oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the MC, you know, the the movie side of things. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, back to back to this. Back to this. No, this is a, this is like I have complaints about this movie, but I love this movie. Yeah. Right? But like, I space out in the middle of this goddamn thing. Like, no, that's that's fucking that is that is that is a legit criticism because like I, I the Mexico part is always the part where I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to sleep for a few minutes. Like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's just it, it's. <laughs> I see what they're trying to do, yeah. and it just doesn't fully work. I have seen this movie probably, like, behind Jaws. Like, this is probably the movie I have seen the most that we've talked yeah. about. Uh, and I fucking still enjoy it every goddamn time. Like, uh, even this yeah. time, like, you know, watching, trying to watch it critically, like, trying to see things as I haven't seen them before. Like, yeah. I just, I fucking love this movie. It's an experience. Yeah. And it, it it started off that way. Like, this movie was fucking huge when yeah, it came out. The cultural footprint was fucking enormous because, like, yeah. this is when MTV was still relevant and played music. Yeah. So you had fucking You Could Be Mine playing, like, around the fucking clock. Yeah. Which was awesome. I remember I loved that video, too. I remember yeah. watching that shit. They could have used a couple of different songs in this movie, but, you know, they like yeah. to use the same one for all of those scenes with... Uh, John Connor and Butnick from Salute Shorts. <laughs> Butnick. <laughs> uh, um, I wish they would have played the good guy angle a little bit more, like closer to the vest, and, and, you know, because like going into this, like you, everybody knew Arnold was going to be the good guy. Yeah. Like I wish it was a little well, bit more ambiguous. No, I don't think you really do because you see Terminator, right, and. Outside of looking at the trailers, right, where uh, it's going to be obvious. Yeah. But you go, okay, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, rampaging killing machine, nothing is safe anywhere around him. Cool. I love it. Terminator 2. Well, they're introducing that same character. Is the same robot. He's probably going to act the same. 
I, I think it was just but out the, there already that like no he's he's going to be the one protecting John this time around. Yeah, and like I wish it wasn't quite so cut and dry. Whereas yeah, like build it up. Yeah, to the, like I wish it, they kept it like just completely ambiguous until the scene in the hospital. Like that scene in the hospital where Sarah is escaping, and like she she finally like locks all the guards in. She's uh, she is free. Yeah. Like she you know she's about to escape. And then in that moment, when the when the elevator doors open and out fucking steps, her f- walking nightmare. Yeah. Like the thing that she has been, her entire life has been changed because of, the thing that everybody told her does not exist, like walks yeah. out. And like if then he just gave her the like, come with me if you want to live. And you can't, yeah. which is fucking awesome, but you cannot share in her fucking trauma there because you know already that he's the good guy. Yeah, exactly. So if they, if they like played it a little coy, like that, like, because if you're thinking about it that way, like it is fucking terrifying. Cause like I said, it's her, it's her nightmare come to life. Well, it's, it's the ruin of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just to have it quickly, like what, wait, what, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that, that would have been mind blowing. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we're not in on it, it's an amazing scene. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good how it is but it could have been so much better like there there could have been mystery there could have been suspense but the only suspense you get is in the fucking arcade scene yeah. which is fine but like it's not as impactful I love the meme from that scene with, with Butnik and it's like it's a picture of him talking to the fucking T-1000 and it's just like this kid saved the entire human race by instinctively lying to a cop <laughs> 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 that's perfect yeah, and correct yeah it is fucking correct <laughs> see punk saved the day again yeah. oh that wine is fucking so good so I'm fucking so good. glad that this is gone <laughs> be crawling out of here um but yeah, man, like I, I, I really truly think like this is the the peak of of big, huge budget action movies. Like it yeah. it's gonna be hard to top this, I think. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get cool, like vintage throwback stuff, like if you look at the expendables, right? The expendables tries to capture this like moment in time. And it does a really good job, but it's really not that good of a movie. No, you you just love it because it's getting it's, by on that nostalgia. Like, it's so nostalgic, and yeah. it feels good to watch it. But it's it's trying to like capitalize on your memories of this. Yeah, where you know this is a thousand times better than the Expendables, right? But like you wind up correlating things like that with things like this because there's really not that much in between. Yeah. Like you, sure you get you know like the newer diehards and stuff like that. You know what? I will say that Die Hard with a Vengeance is close in scale to this movie for me. That's the that's the kind of action movie that I cinematically, prefer. but I like culturally. No oh no, fucking no, no, way. no, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. No, this this was perfect timing. I think is a big part of what this was because i mean this was i mean you know we said you know this is i mean the movie is huge we mentioned the fucking music video yeah the fucking video games like the arcade yeah, the game toys the toys yeah yeah 
I mean, the I mean that arcade game is a classic. That shooter. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I I love yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, but like how how many kids in the '90s didn't have the the T eight hundred hand that we would instinctively make the fucking middle <laughs> finger with? <Yeah. laughs> I used to be you used to be able to buy the makeup kit at like Spencer's to do the the T eight hundred. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, like it's really hard to argue anything against this. It just comes down to preference, right? Because like this movie is so good and so important, but it might not be your flavor of action movie. Yeah. And that's really the only thing that's going to put things above this. Like I said, like for me, I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like that's, it's fucking close, if not on par with this for me. I can see that. But it's just more my style of movie. Yeah. This is just so glossy and and crisp and gorgeous and it's like it, it's it's a piece of art if you will. But I I, I was to say I really am a whore for James Cameron, man. Like I <laughs> I, I, I the dude makes a fucking incredible movie. He, he makes some you eye know? candy. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. You know, content-wise, all right, some of them aren't great, Avatar. Yeah. yeah. But like still, it's an experience fucking, yeah. you know. It's a, you know, it's seeing it in a theater is an incredible experience. And he's he's well-versed in like other styles of movie. Like look at this, look at Titanic. Yeah. Two completely different fucking movies. Both enormous yeah like culturally enormous yeah um what else is there to say i mean like uh, this is i just uh, this is a fucking this is about as close as you get to a perfect movie for me like yeah really it really is i see um, this as a couch movie like this isn't something i really want to like put on and pay attention to yeah no me, this is like if i want to take it like a you know like a nap like a saturday afternoon nap, i want like familiar noise yeah and i want to wake up to something awesome looking yeah exactly yeah, that's fucking great comfort food you know yeah this um, is the mashed potatoes of movies <laughs> yeah with the fucking good ass gravy too like oh yeah yeah uh anything popping off in uh in chat uh so i've been chatting back and forth with hey boots um, hey boots Hey, Boots. Um, and you guys had mentioned you were trying to watch it in a new way. I said I watched it sober just so I could watch it in a new way. <laughs> oh, I watched it with like nine beers in me last oh, night. Right, no, no shit. Enough. You guys mentioned Spencer's, and I said, is Spencer's still a thing, or do you guys have to go online to buy your tie-dye dildos? <laughs> um, it is still a thing. I compared Spencer's to the stoner pervert Hot Topic. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. You can get a dildo, a fucking tie-dye shirt, and, like, some fart spray. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can, we, we, can, we can throw some ratings on this. We've been talking. Uh, I'm going to preface this. If it's less than an eight, you're a smooth-brained fool. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, no. your opinion is invalid. Yeah, <laughs> it it just yeah. I, I again, I have to stress. I really think this is like the like just the high point of for for action yeah, the, for big the budget peak of the mountain for you. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll throw my rating first. I, I yeah, really man. I want to give this a ten. Like I I'm, I'm spiritually giving it a ten. <laughs> um, You've given so many tens in your history. Why wouldn't you give this a ten? You, you know feel what? So Fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a ten. Yeah, I was gonna give it a nine five just to not give it a ten. But I mean like. It's it's it, it's like I get it's just perfect for me, man. Like, yeah. It it I love this movie. This is a fucking ten. It just it just does not get better as far as big budget action, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I mean I'm close. 
Yeah. Right. But like, like I said, I love this movie. I love the first one. Just, just this much more. And like, yeah, this is like an eight, five. All right. Just like, I, I'm trying to think about it critically, not like from my memories and how wistfully I, you know, loved this movie as a kid. It, it runs too long. There's boring parts. Like it's there. There are parts of this movie that are just too clean and glossy. Like, yeah, it's 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 just like too perfect. I don't know. My, I think. I mean, like, I again, the first one. Love the first one. To yeah. me, that is the the like perfect appetizer to I the. I love like, it. It's just so gritty to the prime fucking rib dinner that is this yeah. fucking movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the world's best mozzarella sticks. Yeah, <laughs> some fucking loaded ass potato skins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just it's just more my speed. I love the grittiness and the realism. I mean, obviously, it's a giant killer fucking robot from the future, but like the world seems realer and see i don't know see the world i think i think the world it sets up is 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 very real but i think this one just expands it so much more like the scenes in the future i think the scenes in the future in the first one and in this one are like not highlighted enough for how oh, awesome no. they yeah. look i mean especially for the for 84 and then 1990 like those future scenes look amazing yeah um and yeah, I, I I just think I think the ones in here look better. I think the world is bigger and like just more defined. And I, again, just the cultural impact. You know, just being. You know, I was ten when this came out, nineteen ninety. I was eleven. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I even saw this movie was uh, Christmas Eve. I had just come out on video. Yeah. And we were watching it in like my friend's room, like on the fucking tiny ass like TV VCR combo. Fucking glued to it, right? Sitting on the floor. Yeah, like glued to it. Yeah, yeah. like this size probably. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, this, like I said, like, I give it an 8.5 because I'm trying to look at it as critically as possible, and there are things wrong with it, but it's just, it's so fucking important to who I am and who I was as a kid, Yeah, and the world that we grew up in. Just the 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 amount of quarters I dumped into that fucking machine, <laughs> that arcade machine. Just to hold an Uzi. <laughs> yeah, just to hold the Uzi. Um, I mean, like, not many games you beat in the arcade. I beat that in the arcade a shitload. Yeah. 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 But, like, how iconic does so much of this movie become? Like, fucking Robert Patrick. Just to look at him, you go, I'm afraid of you. Yeah, I did a show with him and, like, fucking... Yeah. It's fucking Terminator 1000. Yeah. (laughs) But, like... He was cool as shit, but, yeah. Still in the back of my mind. But, like, just him and his performance... Is so good. Like, he's just so fucking stone face killer. And it's fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah. But then you've got, you know, Arnold in a leather jacket and sunglasses on a motorcycle, right? Like, that's iconic. Uh, fucking, this is kicked off his career, but, you know, it didn't really go far after didn't that. Didn't go much farther. Yeah. It didn't go much farther for, uh, for, uh, what the fuck was his name? Edward Furlong. Edward, Edward Furlong. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say something. I forget what it was. Oh, fucking, um, this is one thing. I, I don't know, like, I saw the director's cut of this. Um, yeah. There is, like, a, probably a good 10 or 12 more minutes added to it. Well, um, a lot of it is, like, 
kind of background. Well, not background, but like kind of more detail of like the T-1000 looking for John. Like after he kills his parents, like he's going through his room. Like he's literally yeah. just running his hands over the walls, like touching everything. Like yeah. just kind of getting, you know, a sense of Well, him. I mean, for, um, for quite a while, he just disappears. Like you don't see him on screen yeah. for another fucking 20 minutes. Yeah, that's where all that stuff kind of, kind of got cut out of. Um, but there's also a lot where... They make him seem less invincible, and that's the part I'm like, I'm not sure that's for the better or not. Like, no, because you want him to be like. Yeah, I think like having him be invincible is like the, is the, was the way to go, was the right choice. But yeah, like, there was a whole thing where after after the um, the nitrogen scene, after he gets frozen, yeah, like he is really fucked up after that. Like his operating system's all fucked up. Yeah, he can't hold form much anymore. Like he's getting stuck to things. Like yeah. Um, and like, that would have been, I think, I think they could have explored that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, oh, one of the, I was talking about things that are iconic from this movie. What, what kid did not have a toy fucking lever action rifle and try to flip it (laughs) to to fucking cock that son of a bitch. To this day with my son's toys. Yeah. (laughs) Or a lever, lever action. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you want to spin that son of a bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just cool. This movie is just cool. Yeah. It's really what it boils down to. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, I think we should move on to some trivia. Want to trivialize this movie? My lips are fucking sticky with wine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, yeah. wine. It's yeah. the wine. It's yeah. the wine. Yeah, it's the yeah. wine. <laughs> Only red teeth. Not your two dick a day habit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, There was an insane amount of trivia. (laughs) I can imagine. To the point where I just went like, I'm done. I, I... Scrolled to like the bottom, moved up a little bit, uh, cherry picked a couple. Yeah. Like, there's a huge chunk of the middle of this list that I just I couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> but we got some choice cuts here. All right, all right, ready for some trivia? Let's do it. Not to bother you with trivia. Robert Patrick undertook a rigorous running regime and practiced breathing only through his nose in order to appear to be a cyborg that could run at high speeds without showing fatigue. He trained so hard that he was able to catch up to Edward Furlong on his dirt bike with ease. Jesus. I wonder if he like became like a runner. You know what I mean? Like there's people that just like it clicks and that's their thing. I wonder if that became his thing. Huh? Fuck. I kind of want to ask about that now. Yeah. How much do you run after German? Um, Production took sufficiently long uh, that Edward Furlong's growth caused the production team to have to make certain adjustments during the shoot. Uh, He is noticeably younger in the desert scene than in other scenes, and his voice began to break uh, and had to be pitch adjusted in post-production. He also had grown quite tall over the months that for one scene... Uh, shot late in the production schedule, he had to stand in a hole in the ground in order to maintain continuity continuity in height difference with Linda Hamilton. <laughs> but I mean, like, 
you think about a movie that's like like this big, it takes place over the course of a few months. Right? Yeah. He's what, maybe like fucking 14 when this comes out? Was, oh, yeah. he In real life, I think he was. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of months is a drastic difference. So it's not like the movie took two years to fucking make, like Lord of the Rings or some shit. It just... Yeah. He was yeah, a, it was a kid mid-puberty. He's supposed to be 10. Yeah. He's definitely not 10. <laughs> what 10-year-old, like, cruises around on a fucking dirt bike? Like, Yeah. Uh, the savior of the human race, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, this is another just incredible fucking set piece, the, the chase to be honest. Where they camera. tear the top off that fucking truck? Yeah. 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 God damn it. It's just so cool. It's so cool. The fucking music, too. The dun, 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 dun. Oh, shit, yeah. Dun, the dun, soundtrack dun, dun, of this? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking craziness. All right. Uh, this is the only Terminator film to be to win or be nominated for an Oscar. It won four out of the six it was nominated for. Now, oh. I imagine that's like music, makeup. Maybe like supporting actor. Like this is not winning a best picture. Editing probably. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's no way this is like a best picture or no. best actor. I don't think it was best picture. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Carl, uh, Carl Co. Studios executives were nervous and concerned when the original budget of the. Uh, $75 million ballooned up to $88 million with more to come. Yeah, this was the first movie to cross $100 million, I think, in budget. Uh, Might have been. Yeah. In order to keep the budget manageable, they proposed to eliminate a few scenes, particularly the opening biker bar scene where the Terminator is introduced. Uh, they tried to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to persuade James Cameron to remove that scene, but Schwarzenegger turned them down saying, only a studio guy would cut out a scene like that. <laughs> Which is fucking true. Yeah. Like, that's a, a an iconic scene. Yeah, yeah. Your clothes, your boots, your bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that's a dude on a bike who did that. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking, that's not CGI. No. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was given a slightly used Gulfstream 3 airplane worth about $14 million by producer Mario Casar for accepting the role in this film. You know... And I know that that plane was used to smuggle drugs. <laughs> that was also Arnold's flying fuck pad, I'm going to assume. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maria was not allowed on that motherfucker. <laughs> also, like, when he gets those fucking, those clothes off that biker, like, do you think the Terminator just smells like old balls and feet? Like, all <laughs> just nut funk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like just sweaty nuts and fucking. <laughs> he smells like a biker, yeah. Yeah, like cheese that's been in a hot car for a week. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. So gross. <laughs> uh, Michael Bean was the first choice to play the role of the T one thousand in a complete reversal of roles with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't know that. Who was now a hero? Yeah. However, this idea was abandoned as it was judged too confusing for viewers. Fair. That would be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. 
Um, I would have liked to have asked him about that. <laughs> Fucking weird. Yeah. Industrial Light and Magic's computer graphics department had to grow from six artists to almost 36 to accommodate all the work required to bring the T-1000 to life, costing $5.5 million and taking eight months to produce, which ultimately amounted to 3.5 minutes of screen time. Jesus. That's absurd. Yeah. Fucking, but that's 1990 computer graphics. They wanted it to be good. Yeah, and it's still better than some graphics out there today. Like, yeah, it is. uh, I realized something while I was watching this today that almost made me vomit. This movie's 34 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember watching like Roseanne. When they're like, they were talking about watching this movie. Yeah. And like, oh, oh wow. yeah. God damn. It probably somewhere could like dig up the mad magazine, like with this, like, oh shit. Parody yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. In the audio commentary, director James Cameron said that not only was the biker bar scene filmed across the street from where the LAPD officers beat up Rodney King. <laughs> But they were filming the night of the beating. Cameron got the idea for Strange Days after the outcome of the verdict on uh, April 29th, 1992. Jesus. Yeah. That's dark. (laughs) Uh, With the film's domestic box office adjusted for inflation, it is the top grossing R-rated action film of all time. All right. Uh, I'm trying to remember what outed that it was one of the matrix movies i think the second matrix movie all right bumped it out in like actual numbers not adjusted numbers pardon me but then we're talking about a movie that came out in 91 versus a a movie that came out in 2002 2003 yeah yeah like that's a long fucking time yeah yeah uh let's see here the artificial substance used instead of melted steel, which would have been far too dangerous to use, uh, actually needed to be pretty cool to maintain the right density. Uh, this meant that the temperature on set was quite cold, so the actors had to be sprayed with fake sweat in between takes. <laughs> sounds miserable. Hellish. Hey, are you chilly? Are yeah. you wearing a tank top? You want to be wet? <laughs> How's that? Good? Oh. Great. I watch I watch any scene with the the foster mother and I just go, let's rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an aliens reference. Yeah. God, I love that movie too. Yeah, it's all right. Best <laughs> aliens movie. Yeah, it is the best aliens movie. Right. <laughs> You're right. Best <laughs> movie <down>. featuring <laughs> xenomorphs. There you go. <laughs> Disagree. Given Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, $15 million salary and his total 700 words of dialogue, he was paid $21,429 per word. Hasta la vista, baby, cost (laughs) $85,716. That's crazy. I appreciate facts like that. It's fucking dumb. 
uh, Linda Hamilton turned down a part in another movie after hearing a simple outline of the plot by James Cameron. Her only condition was that Sarah Connor's character should have evolved, no longer being a meek and feeble waitress. She wanted to be crazy, which they fucking crazy. They got it. She's (laughs) fucking crazy. Uh, That that scene where the T-1000 stabs the foster father in the mouth just lives in my head rent free. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's like the seeing milk. Yeah. I yeah. think it's seeing the milk and the blood mixed together. Just like fucking. It's a weird psychological thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. That and the, uh, like the twin cops too is like also like stuck in my head too. He just yeah. puts the fucking like blade through, through his, his eye. eye. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about those guys before. We have. Um, um, let's see here. Uh, over one million feet of film was shot and printed for this movie. <sighs> Jesus. That's insanity. Yeah. A million feet. I can't even, like, I can't even visualize that. I'm trying to break that down into miles and, like, it's a lot of miles. <laughs> it's so many miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in... 2023, it was selected for the preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress, deeming it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, which I have no arguments against. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's just a dumbass action movie. Yeah. With a footprint the size of the fucking Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. It's burned into everybody's <laughs> brain who like, grew up in this generation. Yeah. 189.4 miles. Oh, all right. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot of miles. That's so many miles. It's from here to New York City, like, and then, yeah. and then some. Actually, more than that. It, it's only 150. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like to the end of Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And this is our last IMDb fact. I tried to find a body count, but I couldn't. Oh. Uh, but uh, it's probably like not to- that high. Because he doesn't kill a lot of people. Like well, he doesn't. The T one thousand sure does, but not like yeah. you know he doesn't. Like, not Actually, on the scale. Like a rampaging killing machine. Like yeah, it, yeah. Like the first he one, kills yeah. like the one, you know, one or two people here and there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is a, this is going to be the last one though. James Cameron ordered Stan Winston to create ten skulls for the opening shot in which a T eight hundred crushes a There's human like skull. There's like a billion. <laughs> no, no, no. The one where he just like steps on the one and yeah. crushes it. Um, they're talking about that particular skull. Oh, just that one. Yeah. Okay. So. James Cameron ordered Stan Winston to create 10 skulls for the opening shot in which a T-800 Terminator crushes a human skull under its foot. The shot was very complicated because of the moving of parts of the endoskeleton uh, and had to be timed with an explosive effect in the background while the camera was moving. Winston, familiar with Cameron's perfectionism, went on the safe side and created no fewer than 26 skulls. And as expected, Cameron went through all of them uh, over 26 different takes. The fifth one ended up being in the movie. <laughs> Jesus. It, like, as much as I'm sure it is like a point of pride to say, like, I worked on a James Cameron movie because it's going to be whatever it is, it's going to be a huge fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. When has he ever produced a dud? Yeah. It's got to fucking suck to work yeah. for James Cameron. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're just like some schmuck on the on the sidelines my boss yeah. is gonna read me out if i don't get this done but i have a question and he's in a fucking submarine you know, <laughs> five miles into the ocean <laughs> better get it right yeah 
we will start off with director James Cameron, who we have talked about before. Um, You're not going to introduce your segment, huh? You just went straight into it. It really yeah. blew my mind. Hey. I thought I missed it by a lot. No, fucking, yeah. I'm a little rusty. Holy shit. We're going to start. We're going to move on to the better known as. There we go. I know you. I knew I knew you. I knew I I put the kill count up, by the way. Oh, sweet. Oh, all right. Yeah, T-1000 only killed seven people. <laughs> Miles kills six. With the bomb. Oh, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he just killed himself because they left. Yeah, because they were yeah, all those cops that were there were in the lobby. They, yeah, when they when they came out. Yeah, unless they didn't make it all the way out. Yeah. But that's never really elaborated. Yeah, uh, I mean James Cameron is fucking James Cameron. You know who James Cameron is if you've yeah. seen a movie or two in your life. Hey Jim. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean he's probably most well known for these movies. I mean Avatar is probably not that far behind, uh, globally speaking. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the other highlights, I mean, The Abyss, um, fucking Titanic, we mentioned, True Lies, um, yeah, Aliens, fucking classic. <laughs> um, so we'll go right on to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who we have also talked about before when we talked about the first Terminator movie. Yep. Um, yeah, also, he's known for being Arnold Schwarzenegger. I yep. mean, he's- Cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Global, uh, you know, worldwide known actor. Yeah. Um, his biggest role um, is probably going to be the Terminator. I'm going to say that's probably what he's most known for. Terminator, Conan. Conan's probably up there too. Yeah. Um, Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else worth? But going for like the there. big ones, those are those are probably it. Yeah. You know that like everybody knows him for. But yeah, definitely the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, anything else worth? I mean, Total Recall is another fucking awesome 90s action movie. Um, oh, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, he was notoriously Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eyes to see you. Jingle all the way. I-, I do love that movie. I saw that in the theater. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, The Running Man. Yeah, that is. I did... Yeah. I did not see that movie until maybe within the past 10 years. That's insane. What is making that fucking noise? It's not me. It's not our computer. It's Discord. Uh, I mean, yeah. No, I'm not getting... I'm, notifications are off. Yeah. It sounds like it's coming from up top, but... I don't know. Who knows? We'll figure it out someday. Really? Um, He was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt, of course. Yeah, yeah we've talked Man, about that a million Predator, times. Commando. Raw deal. <laughs> uh... Conan, that is annoying the fucking shit out of me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna, that's Discord. Yeah, we're gonna handle that right now. Just close Discord. Uh, it is closed. Is it exited out of? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger, like I don't know what to tell you. Like he's he's huge. Been, yeah, I do. I love that movie. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, that, that that like got shit on for the longest time when it came out. Um, did it? It did. Yeah, it was like I just remember joke. it being rad. Yeah, if if you were a fan, you were a fan. You know. Yeah. Um, of course, I was a kid, so I didn't really pay attention to like what critics were saying. Yeah, that came out what ninety three. 
93, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was 14, like right up my alley. Yeah, it was eight. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking perfect. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, Conan, I I can't tell you how many times I've seen. I saw Conan the Destroyer in the drive-in when I was a kid. That's so good. Um, And yeah, Conan the Barbarian. Like that's, we mentioned this, I think last week, that soundtrack is like, you can just put that on and like, just, you know, chill. I, it's, it's an absurd number of times that I've seen Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like in high school, just hanging out with my friends, like you guys want to watch Conan? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just put it on. Yeah. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I absolutely do. Either Conan movie or Red Sonja. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> They're all the same movie. It's just Yeah. Uh, up next, we have Linda Hamilton, who we have also talked about before. Um, so we'll, you know, go right uh, over her pretty quickly. Uh, her probably most well-known role is going to be Sarah Connor. Yeah. Um, you know, she really isn't in much else that I think reaches She's that. She's in Stranger uh, Things. Where did you see that? Up, up. Oh, what the fuck? Coming out. Oh, she uh, must be in like a final season or something. No, Stranger Things is something different. Strange. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, isn't it Strange Things? No, Stranger no, Things. It's yeah, yeah. Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she must be in the last season. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh said Bermuda testicles. No, nope. <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> Career really took a took a took a turn right there. <laughs> uh, she was also uh, Chuck's mom uh, on the series. Chuck. Uh, anything else? Yeah, we're gonna move right on. We talked about her before. Yeah. Uh, up next, Edward Furlong, uh, who is probably most well known for being uh, John Connor. Uh, he was in a few things here and there. Uh, yeah, uh, American History X is, is, is an amazing, amazing movie. movie. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the movie theater. When I liked out. Detroit Rock City. Yeah, that is, a, that is a good movie. Uh, he is still in movies. Nothing, uh, you know, of note, probably, uh, you know, recently anyway. I um, I feel like he needs like he needs like one more good movie. Yeah, because like, he was never a bad actor. Yeah, he, he just, just had some personal like stuff to work out. He just out. wound up in the shit. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, bomb. yeah. Uh, let's see. They yeah, they used a computer like uh, generated uh, John Connor and Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, why? Uh, well, this is not really oh, a spoiler. That was, like mid him like having problems, wasn't it? No, it's a flashback. Uh, he's. I mean, that movie was from like two or three, not two or three, maybe like four or five years ago, and he's in his like forties now, probably. Yeah. Um. So no, it's a flashback, and like it's it, that movie is like kind of an alternate reality, where um like another Terminator shows up afterwards, and ends up killing John when he's like thirteen or fourteen, maybe. Like, Got it. Yeah, yeah, and like they sure they show that. Um. I gave up on Terminator movies after the third one. I think that was in that was Dark Fate. That yeah, one was it? Um, Edward Furlong. That's right. Yeah, um, he's in that awesome Crow movie. Sure, <laughs> it was not awesome. Uh, he was in. He was in the Green Hornet, 2011. How did that movie get a 5.8? That was not a good movie. <laughs> mm, I'd say it, it lives in the fives. That's fine. I would say mid to high fours. Yeah. He was in one of the Night of the Demons remakes, the 2009 one. Oh, um, yeah. He was in, uh, what's, uh, Pet Cemetery 2. 
Yes. Um, uh, the Crow Wicked Prayer was the one he was in. Jimmy Cuervo. Yep. Uh, he was in a Metallica video in 2004. Uh, man, Detroit Rock City was 1999. Mm. And I can't believe American History X was 98. Oh, that's right. He was in Packer. Yeah, John Waters movie. Oh, that movie fucking rules. 6-3? <laughs> they gave it a 6-3? <laughs> American History X is an 8.5. That is a... That tracks. A, yeah. That's that a tracks. very good movie. Yeah. Uh, Brain Scan. That's the one I couldn't think of the name of. I was trying to remember it. It's like a cheesy 90s horror where like uh, there's like a virtual reality villain like that becomes real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Aerosmith Living on the Edge music video. Edward Furlong, Japanese hot noodle commercial, one through four. <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. Fucking paid the bills, man. <laughs> uh, this was his first role. This was 91, not 1990. Holy yeah. shit. It was off by a year. Uh, yeah, it's in the in the, in the uh, opening credits is introducing Edward Furlong. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, we have Robert Patrick. Uh, it was just awesome in this movie as the T-1000. He's uh, just great. Yeah, he's, he's he's awesome in a lot of movies. He's solid. He's just always solid. Yeah, he is currently in the second uh, season of Reacher, uh, which I will again say is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, he, he just shows up like all over the place, man. This dude's like always in stuff. He was in the night agent. That was a, a, a TV series, a mini series on AMC, I believe a couple of years ago, uh, that got pretty good acclaim. Mm -hmm. He played Wolverine in the Marvel's Wastelanders, uh, podcast series. Uh, he played, uh, Peacemaker's father in the Peacemaker, uh, series, uh, from 2022, which is also really fucking good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend that. Uh, let's see. He was in The Walking Dead for a couple of episodes, apparently. Uh, he shows up in the MacGyver reboot. Ugh. Uh, he's a voice in Madden 21. Uh, he's in seven episodes of the Perry Mason reboot. Uh, I tried to get into that. It just wasn't doing it for me. I really liked the first season, and then, like, yeah. when the second season came out, it was just like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Was it just more of the same? And you didn't, I didn't even bother to watch it. Like, oh. yeah, I was like, I just wasn't, you know, wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, he shows up in the Mayans uh, spinoff from Sons of Anarchy, mm -hmm. and I believe he's in a couple episodes of Sons of Anarchy as well. Maybe. I'm pretty sure he is. We will get there, though, eventually. Yeah. Scorpion was a fun-ass TV show. Yeah, he was in ninety three episodes of that. Yeah, that's the one where well, like, he was they, like a main character. Where they like they had like a, a computer program they made that like figured out like when crimes would happen or something like that. Or is sort of. Yeah, um, they were. Scorpion was like a, a a team of geniuses. So it was like computer engineers and hackers and like uh, all kinds of shit like that. And then they would be brought in by the FBI to solve crimes and stuff. Okay. Um, and Robert Patrick was their like handler. Okay. All right. The, I mean, the show was fucking great, but it overstayed its welcome and like in major ways because it was just so samey. Yeah, like, yeah. They would they would try to do like some character development, but then like two episodes later, same fucking shit over and over again. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're still only in 2014. Yeah, he wasn't two episodes of Sons of Anarchy. Yep. Uh, same character he plays uh, in 
Mayans. He was in 12 episodes of True Blood. Uh, wasn't he's he a werewolf? I think. I have no idea. Wasn't Alcide Hervo uh, a fucking werewolf? I don't know. Whatever. I, I've blocked out a lot of that fucking. <laughs> he show. was in the From Dust Till Dawn uh, series on El Rey, which is a 6.8. All right. Yeah. If you say so. Uh, he was in an <laughs> episode right. of Community. Uh, we're still only in 2012. Yeah, the dude acts a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's in two episodes of Burn Notice. He also shows up on Chuck, shows up on Psych and CIS, uh, American Dad. Uh, he was Hawkman in two episodes of the Batman. Uh, not the the Batman the, comma the animated Batman. series. Yeah, not Batman the animated series. Uh, Balls oh, of Fury. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Again, saw that in the theater. Uh, I definitely saw that on DVD. <laughs> Uh, he's in, oh, he played fucking Johnny Cash's father and walked the line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. God damn, that movie's so good. <laughs> uh, he was an episode of Lost. I don't remember that. Uh, still only in the early 2000s here. Oh, he was in the lesser seasons of the X-Files. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He took over, uh, after like, uh, David, uh, what's his name? Duchovny. Duchovny, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, again he didn't do a bad job it's just those episodes were just shit yeah yeah that show had run its course by then like yeah uh he shows up on an episode of batman beyond that's right he was in three episodes of uh the sopranos too uh, he's like a fucking mush like degenerate gambler who oh gambles that's away his right business. yeah yeah uh that show is so good uh from just till dawn too also not just the tv show yeah uh, he was again, in the faculty in 1998. Only up to 97 now. Yeah. He was in Copland. Oh, awesome that's movie. right. Uh, 1997. God, I remember seeing that in the theater. I didn't see that in the theater. I saw, like, as soon as it hit VHS, we uh, we had rented it. Uh, he was in Dumb and Dumber, the animated series. <laughs> for you one skip right over striptease, huh? He was in striptease, 1996. Yeah. Not a great movie, but a lot of good things to look at. Yeah. Two in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the bad guy in Double Dragon. Yeah. The notoriously horrible Double Dragon movie. It's not that horrible. I'm telling y'all. Is it though? Have you seen it? I've never seen the whole thing. I've seen bits and pieces and yeah. I was not impressed. No, it's, it's a dipshit 90s like fun action movie. Like it's not. Don't go into it looking for like a a, a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, it is better than the Mario Brothers movie. Well, it's a low bar to clear. Yeah, but if you're going to compare it to another video game movie from the same era, I, I learned it's something this week that blew my mind. You remember the movie uh, Face Off, mm-hmm. where uh, like Nicolas Cage is in prison when like after they've switched, and like they're in that prison where like all the prisoners are wearing those magnetic boots. Oh, no. Those are the boots from Super <laughs> Mario Bros. jump boots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were all leftover prop boots from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> he is a voice in an episode of Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Uh, I uh, watched... A lot of that as a kid. That was a, 
bomb ass Nintendo game. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I never played it. Uh, he shows up as the T-1000 in The Last Action Hero. Yeah. Also Wayne's, yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this boy? <laughs> uh, he's in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, new Arrival. I think I looked at. Yeah, I don't remember this. An abnormally difficult child tests a psychologist. David Warner, Zelda Rubenstein. What? Fucking Twiggy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Back to Robert Patrick. Yeah. Oh, fire in the sky. That, that'll traumatize you. Yes. Yeah. Based on the <laughs> Travis Walton uh, experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking. He was in Die Hard, too. I forgot about that. 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else worth mentioning before that? Not really. Uh, we are yeah. going to move on. Up next, we have Earl Bowen, uh, who shows up in, like, I think almost all of the Terminator movies as the same character, Dr. Silberman. Um, yeah, because they probably, they probably flash back to... Uh, it becomes kind Sarah of like a Connor, running right? joke, like in the third one anyway, like he shows up again and it's like, you know, I think he might even get killed in the third one. Oh, great. Yeah. And like he shows up in the other ones too, because those like, like, so I think he shows up in Genesis maybe because uh, part of that takes place in the 80s. Yeah. Um, eh, we'll see. He does a shitload of voice work. Uh, world of Warcraft, uh, Monkey Island games, uh, Hearthstone, that fucking World uh, Warcraft uh, card game. Yep. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, Psychonauts, EverQuest 2. It was Colossus and X-Men Legends, which was an awesome fucking game. It's just X-Men Diablo. Yeah. Uh, moving on as soon as the page loads Kim Possible The Grim Adventures of Bill and Mandy uh, Daredevil Man Without Fear video game I don't remember that being a thing Mm. Uh, Tenshu Return from Darkness he was in the first Fallout game Uh, the first Call of Duty I cannot play those first Fallout games yeah I I, I can only play from three like yeah that's when I picked it up yeah uh, we mentioned Terminator 3, uh, the Justice League animated series he shows up on, Scorpion King, uh, one of the sequels, Rise of the Acadian. Oh, that'll be a good one from Arthur. He was in Icewind Dale 2. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my franchises. He was Lord Ulbrich. He was a voice in Eternal Darkness, uh, Sanity's Requiem. Fuck that game. That's the game that would fuck with you while yeah. you're playing it. Yeah. yeah. Like an error screen would pop up and say your fucking file was corrupted. Yeah. Like are you try to get you to reset the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prick bastard. Uh, we are still going through stuff. He was in The Majestic with Jim Carrey, Johnny Bravo, Baldur's Gate, uh, Dark Alliance. That game's fun. <laughs> I am like this close to buying the uh, the newest one, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate. 3. I I really want to play it, but I can't because it will murder my computer, <laughs> and I don't have a console. What? 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I feel for the man because it's a game you should want to play. Yeah, I do. I do want to play it. Tenchu Two: Birth of the Stealth Assassin. Fucking rocks that. 
game is the titties. All right. You are just a, like all the Tenchu games. You are just a ninja and it's a stealth game. Yeah. 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 I remember those. Oh, uh, fucking side note. I have like done something to my like arm or shoulder or something this week. And I'm yeah. in a considerable amount of pain right now. Yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Jesus and His Brothers. Is it Jesus or Jesus? Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's oh, he's the voice of Rex in Toy Story Two. Oh Only shit! The video game though. Okay, I was like, wasn't that fucking John Ratzenberger? He's the pig. No. Wallace Shawn is the uh, T Rex. Yeah, uh, Ratzenberger is Mr. Potato Head, isn't he? No, that's uh, Don Rickles. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. It is the pig. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate, the first one. Uh, he's in the Odd Couple Two in 1998. Uh, Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s. He's the Beyonder and the Red Skull. Uh, Zork, Grand Inquisitor. I remember playing original Zork on my fucking Commodore 128. Ew. <laughs> uh, he was in the new Batman Adventures, 1997. Uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Just three episodes of that. That was a fun show. I watched a lot of that. That was the uh, the CG version of Johnny Quest. Okay, okay. Uh, it was an episode of the mask animated series, California dreams. He shows up for four episodes, shows up in an episode of silk stockings. Steamy. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the people in the movie show up in the, uh, the Terminator like ride, uh, video. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in the original Batman animated series. Fuck uh, yeah. Two episodes of that. Uh, Empty Nest, the Golden Girls spinoff, two episodes of that. Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. He's in Naked Gun 33 and a third. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper. He's in eight episodes of the Addams Family animated series from the 90s. Yes. Uh, L.A. Law, the Golden Palace, that's the Golden Girls spinoff. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air he shows up in an episode of. He is a voice, uh, I think it's the first Miyazaki movie, Porco Rosso. Uh, 1992. It might be. Um, he's in the Golden Girls for two episodes. He's in an episode of Herman's Head, Family Matters. There's something important coming up, I believe. He is in I two episodes so. of Amen, an episode of The Wonder Years, Seinfeld. Ooh, Pirates of Dark Water. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. He's in three episodes of that. Uh, he is in the Steven Seagal classic. Oh, fuck yeah. Marked for Death. Uh, shows up in Matlock. So that's Got one. one old person solving murders. Uh, he is in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, we looked this. This is one with Demi Moore. Yeah. 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 Where she marries like the ugly dude for his money and uh -huh. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Uh, back to Earl Bowen. Uh, this dude's like kills it on the 80s and 90s sitcoms 227 uh life goes on baywatch uh choppy ch uh, choppy chopper chicks in zombie town Sorry, oh, God. That out. fantastic max pride of the x-men oh he was he's fucking magneto in that uh but before that though in 1989 he was in murder she wrote I've been waiting. I knew I saw it on there. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> he was in Alien Nation in 1988, which is a really good movie. I haven't seen that in a long fucking time. 
what else? He was in the original Dallas. Was Alienation like a made for TV thing? No, no that's a TV v. series. That's V. V was made for, which is also awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was in Crime Story, uh, 1987. Four episodes of Mama's Family. Hell yeah. That uh, was in the 80s. Uh, he's in G.I. Joe the movie and the animated series. I don't remember this character, Taurus. I think he might be one of those like uh, fucking dudes from Cobra Law. I think. Like one of the, the fucking like new characters they introduce in the movie. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dynasty, Knott's Landing, Who's the Boss... Hill Street Blues, What's Happening Now, Punky Brewster, First and Ten. Jesus Like Christ. all the sitcoms, Silver Spoons, Growing Pains, Remington Steel, New Heart, uh, <coughs> Family Ties, Night Court, St. Elsewhere, Benson. This uh, is absurd. Yeah, this dude was like this everywhere. Is, this is every TV show. <laughs> <laughs> he was in To Be or Not To Be. That was a Mel Brooks. I don't think Mel Brooks... Produce, maybe he did. Let's take a look. Or directed it. Uh, no, Alan Johnson. But it started. He's just out, in it. Yeah, Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft. Uh, like how Anne Bancroft is in parentheses. The <laughs> fucking titles. <laughs> uh, where are we? Fantasy Island. Man with Two Brains with Steve Martin. It's an airplane two. Three's company. Too close for comfort, like every single TV show. Yeah, it's a living. Barney Miller, Mash, um, Soap, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, he's in the movie Nine to Five. Hey, Dolly. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Jeffersons, Barnaby Jones. My God, man, can we be done with this fella? Lou Grant, Eight is Enough. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Hawaii Five-0, Kojak, the original What's Happening. You said eight was enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Streets of San Francisco with Michael Douglas. Uh, his first roles and great performances in 1974. <sighs> Moving on, Joe Morton, who played Miles Dyson in this. Uh, another like character actor who shows up just in a lot of stuff. Um Probably most notably is Miles Dyson. He was also in the uh, Blues Brothers 2000. He plays yep. the Ringmaster, uh, also in the Marvel Wastelanders podcast series. Um, this dude is in a ton of shit. Uh, he was in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. He plays uh, Cyborg's father, Silas Stone, in the Justice League movie. And a couple of the other Zack Snyder um, terrible fucking movies. Yeah. Um, he is fucking fighting Cottonmouth while he... <laughs> oh, is that what he is? He's, he's what he's doing there? Yeah, reading the credits. Um, he was in The Good Wife, um, Warehouse 13 on Sci-Fi, mm -hmm. uh, Boston Legal. Uh, he's an American gangster with uh, Denzel Washington. I still have not seen that. It was a pretty good movie. I, I hear that. I, I've heard that since it came out. It was yeah. like, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's not like holy shit, this was amazing. Like, yeah, it's good. You've it's a movie you've seen, but if you've seen like Blow or yeah. like fucking, you know, any any of those like movies, Scarfacey. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, CSI New York, Jag, Law and Order. Uh, he's in the movie Paycheck, uh, which is based on the Philip K. Dick story. Uh, shows up on Smallville, touched by an angel. Uh, he's in Ali, the uh, Muhammad Ali movie in 2001. Shows up in an episode of The X-Files. Uh, he's in What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he's an apt pupil in 1998, which is That's really an intense movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, Ian McKellen yeah. uh, playing on an escaped Nazi. Yeah. Um, he's in Speed 2 Cruise Control. Oof. Oof. <laughs> he's also in Speed 1, too. I forgot he's the uh, police captain in that. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's in The Pest with John Leguizamo. <laughs> the movie's just, like, not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I love John Leguizamo so That's much, but the great. past is so bad. <laughs> uh, he was in the Cosby Show spinoff, A Different World, for seven episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, shows up for four episodes of The Equalizer. Uh, that might be it for the notable stuff. He's an episode of Who's the Boss, Miami Vice. Uh, Crossroads. Uh, he plays the bro. Uh, the Karate Kid Blues movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crossroads, 1986. He plays the titular brother in The Brother from Another Planet. That was 1984. Uh, he's in The Curse of the Pink Panther, 1983. Uh, I don't think there is. Oh, he's in the original What's Happening. That shows up for the second time. MASH shows up again. Hell yeah. Sanford and Son. He's in the original <laughs> Mission Impossible in 1970. God damn. Uh, that was his second role. Uh, you know what? We're going to go over uh, fucking Miles' wife. She's in a lot of shit. Nothing really standouty. Yeah. We got a lot of people on here. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, Castulo Guerra, who played Enrique, uh, he is also in a bunch of uh, fucking movies over the years, here and there. Uh, the last thing he was in was Better Things. That was a... Um, series on FX. It's kind of like Louis C.K.'s series, but it uh, starred Pamela Adlin, who played Louis C.K.'s wife in an older Louis C.K. series. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That man's had too many TV shows. None, I think none of them are good, uh, no. quite frankly. No. Um, he was in uh, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, the animated movie, and apparently a TV series as well, 2020. Uh some of the other recent stuff, Jane the Virgin, uh, the TV series of the movie Shooter, uh, which is a decent movie considering Mark Wahlberg's in it. <laughs> he's not the worst. <laughs> he's not good, but he's not the worst. Uh, he was in The Purge Anarchy in 2014. I have yet to see a single one of those movies. They're not bad. The first one's pretty good. The second one's not really, you know, decreasing. How many, how many times can you have this, just like the exact same fucking plot in every movie? Well, let's see. I mean, it's a yearly event and like fucking. Yeah. It's not. There's like an overarching story. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday. Like, they don't look terrible. They just look played out. Yeah. Yo, there's definitely too many of them. Yeah. My arm is fucked. Yeah? Yeah, it hurts. Uh, he's in Original Flavor, CSI. Um, shows up in an episode of Burn Notice. Prison Break for two episodes. CSI Miami, two episodes. Numbers, uh, The West Wing, Duck Dodgers, Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. This has got to be a wrestler. Senor, oh, it's in Fuerte. It's Mr. Strong in Spanish, but Senor Fuente is just a regular name. Yeah. Uh, shows up in an episode of Alias. Three episodes of ER. Four episodes of King of the Hill. Hell yeah. Um, there's a voice in Diablo 2. There's a voice in StarCraft, Brood War. 
Uh, he's in Amistad, 1997, the Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Plays a Spanish priest. A, uh, does a voice in the Superman the Animated Series from the 90s. Uh, Real Adventures of Johnny Quest shows up again. He is in the Lawnmower Man 2. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Woof. Swing and a miss. Yeah. He is in The Usual Suspects, which is a fucking awesome movie. Swing and a fucking home run. Yeah. Uh, only an eight five. I mean, it's respectable score, but like, I think that'd be a nine at least. Yeah. Um, Lois and Clark shows up again. Uh, LA law 21 jump street, star Trek, the next generation, <laughs> the eighties beauty and the beast series. He shows up uh, in an episode of, yep. uh, Hunter, the eighties, uh, cop series, Remington steel shows up again. The a team, uh, the Fall Guy. He was in an episode of that. Uh, Silver Spoons. Uh, and that's really it as far as the notable stuff. That's, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Danny Cooksey, who played the uh, the kid who uh, lied to the fucking cop. Hell yeah. Uh, he has also been in a ton of shit in the air over the years. Excuse me. Really? Uh, he has done a load of voice work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um uh, hey Arnold, he does a lot of voices in Hey Arnold. He's Stoop Kid. Um, <laughs> Stoop Kid, get off the stoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kung Fu Panda, he's in the series of that, the TV series. Kick Butowski, he's in the Lorax movie from 2012. Uh, he plays young Snake Eyes and Snake Eyes in G.I. Joe Renegades. So, you know, young Snake Eyes, okay, might need a voice. Yeah. Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes does not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Snake Eyes has no voice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, let's see. He's in the Mad World video game 2009. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, there was like a series of those, like these little like fish-looking alien creatures, I think. That's oh, the one I, don't I think know. it is. That's Odd World. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. We're going to go right over Mad World then. Don't know what the fuck it is. Huh. Uh, Something that nobody watches. Yeah. Let I'm us go see. close that door real quick. Yeah, please. Keep going. Uh, we can do a beer right back. I mean, it's just going to be 10 seconds. All right. Uh, is a voice in Quake 4. Uh, Kim Possible shows up again. Invader Zim. Static Shock. Uh, Teen Titans, uh, the good one from the early 2000s. Um, that was an awesome series. What's that? The uh, the Teen Titans series from the early 2000s. The or 2000s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Teen Titans Go. Fun, but not just not the same. Not the same. Yeah, uh, he was a voice uh, in the series Recess, Saturday morning cartoon. I used to watch that while I was working at McDonald's on Saturday afternoons. He used to be like always on whenever I was on break. What was uh, Recess? Oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey Arnold shows up again. Little Mermaid TV series. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, Red and Stimpy. Uh, Tiny oh, Tunes. Was he? The episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Was that the one of the clown episodes? Uh, let's see. Like the clown video game? Tale of the Guardian's Curse. No, that wasn't it. Boy and his sister wishing to spend more time with their workaholic father. Oh, that's right. When they, when they bargained for, when their father's work comes home, the form of an Egyptian curse and a live mummy. Yeah. That show was so rad. <laughs> it was Tales from the Crypt for kids. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. 
let's see. Uh, Lucky Duck had a show of his own. I don't remember that. Yeah. It's a Tiny Toons character. Looks like it had a season. Yeah. Uh, he was in Mom and Dad Save the World, 1992. Uh, he was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, the animated Cartoon, TV yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in The Karate Kid, the animated TV series. Um, no, no, no. No, no. What? <laughs> Holy. Oh, my God. I do remember that. <laughs> His new friend, Taki. <laughs> potato chip. <laughs> oh, my God. Pat Morita was in that fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, like, he probably needed the paycheck towards the end. In 89? Aside from Mr. Miyagi, like, you know, well, he probably had some happy days, like rerun money coming in. Yeah. Uh, He was a voice in the 80s Superman cartoon. He was in Mac and Me in 1988. (laughs) Shows up in an episode of Growing Pains, uh, the Pound Puppies animated series from the 80s, uh, Werewolf, uh, the Fox uh, TV show, Uh original MacGyver. He's in Mr. Belvedere, a lot of 80s shows, Riptide. he was in 48 episodes of Different Strokes. Pretty sure he's the kid who gets molested in the bike shop in that show. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't it Sam is the one who gets molested? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He was in the 80s uh, Twilight Zone uh, revival. His first role was in 1983 in the Dukes of Hazard. Was that a Koi and Vance year? I think it might have been. 83? Yeah. Yeah. They sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we went over the big thing he was known for. Oh, Salute Your Shorts? Salute Your Shorts, yeah. yeah. 26 episodes. Bobby Budnick. I can uh, smell your fear. <laughs> Jeanette Goldstein, who we have talked about several times before, uh, actually. Yeah. Um, although I don't think we At did. At least twice. Yeah, I don't think we did like this segment when we did Aliens. But we definitely, yeah, we did. That was like episode four or five? No. Dude, that was that was one of the early episodes. I don't believe it's you. easily within the. Within I don't believe the fir- you. It's it's. Well, I'm going to say within the first eight, definitely in the first ten. Please. Um. Well, we at least talked about her for uh, near uh, dark. Near dark. Yeah. Uh, oh. She was mm-hmm. Vasquez in Aliens and Diamondback in Near Dark. Yeah. Um. She has been in a ton of shit over the years as well. Um, well, we don't really need to go into it because we've talked about her before, but yeah, yeah. she's a, she's a character actress who shows up like nothing all new over the place. Um, she's still with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it hasn't been anything since like 2019. Yeah. Uh, all right. We will move on. Xander Berkeley, who played, uh, John's foster father, John or Todd. Yeah. Feel like we talked about him in something before. I was going through this and like I nothing jumped out at me. Uh, I don't know, but maybe because we've talked about barbed wire before. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ooh, um, piece of trash that movie was. He was recently in The Mandalorian for an episode. Um, he's in the Re- MacGyver reboot. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna go so over I him. I think. I didn't. I didn't need the MacGyver reboot. Yeah, I really don't. He's in thirty-three episodes of The Walking Dead. That might be the thing he's probably most known for. He is just kind of like, like you know, not just. I mean, he's a pretty well-known character actor. Yeah, um, just shows up in a lot of stuff over the years. There's a lot of, I think, voice work for uh, DC also. Oh yeah, like the uh, animated stuff. He's in two episodes of Justified. 
Um, yeah, I think I'm going to move on from there. Yeah. 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 Do the thing. Up next, we have Robert Winley. He was the guy who puts the cigar out on, uh, not Stallone, Schwarzenegger's chest. Yeah. There we go. Fucking wine, man. (laughs) (laughs) One glass of wine? It's like 12, 30% alcohol. I don't know. He is also in Near Dark, uh, patron in bar. Um, He's got that look. Yeah, yeah. He was in an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, an episode of Sliders. He is in Pinocchio's Revenge playing, wait for it, a biker. Biker, what? (laughs) Shows up in an episode of The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., Mm -hmm. 1994. That show is 30 years old. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Oh, God. I would watch that. Oh, God. I was 15 when I watched that. <laughs> He's in the uh, Van Damme movie, Death Warrant. Yeah. Uh, he is also in an episode of Tales. Oh, you're going to skip Earth. right over Stone Cold. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't mean to. <laughs> he is in Stone Cold, a fucking 80s, just cheesy, 90s, it's excuse me, cheesy fucking perfection classic. Perfection when it comes to cheesy action movies. We talked about that movie with uh, William Forsyth when we uh, yeah. did the panel with him. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not expecting Stone Cold questions, but we have Stone Cold questions. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, he's in the first episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt, The Man Who Was Death. Uh, back to this dude near dark we mentioned. Shows up in an episode of Sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 1986. Uh, his first episode is in the 85 Clint Eastwood movie Pale Rider. Hell yeah. Uh, lastly, we have Pete Shrum. Uh, he was the dude who owned the biker bar, pulls the shotgun yeah. uh, on Schwarzenegger. Um, he has been in some uh, th- some things here and there. He was in Dead Man with Johnny Depp in 1995. The movie's weird. <laughs> Herman's head shows up again. Uh, he was an episode of Quantum Leap. He was in Demonic Toys in 1992. Um, he was in that show True Colors, which is a Fox like Sunday night dramedy. Um, it was before they did animation on Sunday nights. Yeah. Um, he's those, in the Father those, Dowling the, Mysteries. That was back when The Simpsons was on like Thursday nights. I think The Simpsons was on. This is ninety one. Yeah, you. I think you're right. It yeah. was Thursday nights at that point. Yeah. Uh, he's in the Father Dowling Mysteries. I, I might have gone over a Matlock credit. Uh, so that would have been three uh, series of old people solving murders uh, tonight. Yeah. 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 You did a Matlock. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was in Night Court, 1990. He was a in five episodes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> uh, he's in the movie Arena from 1989. It was like a weird sci-fi. I like, almost movie. watched that the other night. <gasps> I haven't seen that in so long. Probably since the 90s. Yeah. No, it's like I, I had the to like show more up and I was like mm, mm, <laughs> not tonight yeah. not tonight uh, he was in an episode of Family Ties 1987 uh, he's in the movie Transfers 1984 uh, we just talked about the director of that movie I believe a couple weeks ago yes uh, he shows up in After Mash for an episode uh, no, TJ Hooker no thank you he's in The Jerk mm. 2 no 1984. 
shows up on an episode of Fantasy Island. Two episodes of Trapper John MD. Uh, give me a break. Nine episodes of that. Uh, anything else worth mentioning? Quincy has four people, old people solving murders. Uh, and then he is in Delta House in 1979. It's oh, the first man. role. It's the um, Animal House TV series. I'm not going to get the Pentaveret. Yeah, <laughs> one shy of it. I mean, we do have Trapper John if you want to like make no, an honorable exception. No, no, I don't. Yeah. God, who did we miss? We do this every time. Uh, we didn't have a... Columbo? Diagnosis murder. We didn't have a diagnosis murder, yeah. yeah. No, Columbo's not on the list. We could give it an honorable mention. It doesn't really show up a lot, though. Yeah. Uh, that will do it for the better known as... God damn. On to the crapshoot. Um, I have been on a fucking movie devouring fucking streak. Still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I've... I like I, I don't really quite have the time to do one a day anymore. Like I would like to. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten like three or four this week already. Um I we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Amanda and I went to see uh Poor Things, the new Yorgo Lanthimos movie. Yeah. Uh which is really good. I liked it a lot. So I've been I keep hearing about how awesome his movies are, how great a director he is. I've never seen any of his movies. Mm-hmm. So the other night I watched The Lobster with Colin Farrell. That was really good. I like that movie a lot. Um, I know I'm familiar with the plot of that one. Is it? Oh, what the f- it's like a fucking weird movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of his movies are like weird fucking movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like this kind of world where being single is like kind of outlawed. It's like, you know, you're not allowed to be single. So whenever somebody is single, they basically have 45 days to like find somebody. They get sent to like this hotel, like kind of concentration camp thing. Yeah. Um, and if they don't find somebody within 45 days, they get turned into an animal of their choosing. Um, and like while they're there, they can do things to like add time. Yeah. They like, they, if they help like round up people who like escape, who are like trying to get away from all this, like they get extra days added on if they catch somebody. Okay. Um, it's, it's fucking weird. Um, yeah, he like it follows Colin Farrell. Like his wife leaves him, so he has to go there, and like he's trying to find somebody. And he like it's 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 there's a couple of things. Like it's just so fucking weird. Um, and usually like weird shit just kind of turns me off, but I was into it. It was good. Yeah. Um, like his brother is with him for like a good portion of the movie. And his brother had been turned into a dog. So like he's got this dog and like he's in the, he's in the hotel and one of the women there, they just know her as the heartless woman. Like she's just this fucking like stone cold, um, just literally heartless fucking woman. Yeah. And like, she has like 180 something days left on her stay there because she just keeps like, they just send everybody out in the woods to find fucking like escapees. Yeah. And she's like the best to ever catch these escapees. Like she's keeps rounding them up. Yeah. Um, so he ends up like his time's getting low and he doesn't want to get turned into an animal. So he tries to like fake being into her to like get into a relationship. Yeah. Um, and then like, she just wakes up one morning and she's like, I killed your brother. Like he was whining. So I just kicked him to death. And like, and then he was whining more. So like I stabbed him. What and, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and they show the fucking dead dog and I'm just like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking bother. Like other than that, it's a really good movie. Did you know that there's, <laughs> did you know that there's a website and I'm pretty sure it's called does the dog die? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
but like uh, Colin Farrell ends up escaping and like going to live in the woods with these people who are like kind of like rebelling against the system and like yeah uh, it's just a very very odd movie but I, I liked it a lot sounds like a stranger Logan's run <laughs> kind of yeah um, so I'm gonna I, there's a couple more movies of his I'm gonna watch yeah um, Killing of a Sacred Deer is one uh, I think I'm gonna watch that one next who who did that Yorgos Lanthimos is his name okay yeah I know, I know I've seen the title Killing of a Sacred Deer but I don't remember what the fuck it's about yeah um, other than that I watched uh, I watched Pain Hustlers with uh, Chris Evans and fucking Emily Blunt yeah that was pretty good it's just it's fucking Wolf of Wall Street with pharmaceutical reps instead of stockbrokers oh okay yeah 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 um, I last night I went and saw The Iron Claw which I liked How a was lot. It? I liked it a yeah. lot. It's a fucking, it's kind of a heavy movie. It is. Well, the, yeah. their whole family fucking story is heavy. And they even like lightened it up for the movie. Yeah. Like, and it's still like a fucking bummer. Yeah. Um, uh, if anybody out there doesn't know, it's about the, the Von Erich brothers and their father, I'm assuming, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it were like legendary wrestlers. Like, you know. Yeah. They, they were like a, a huge, huge part of the Texas wrestling scene. And, and uh, like they became global. But then, what, three of them killed themselves? The one brother, the first one to die was David. He was, like, on a wrestling tour in Japan. He was the one who was going to become, like, the superstar. Yeah. Died of, like, a ruptured intestine, like, in his sleep or something, like, in his hotel room. Yeah. The next one, Carrie got into I did not know fucking... Carrie had help. One foot? Yeah, when he wrestled in the fucking 90s for yeah. WWF, he had one fucking foot. Yeah. I did not know that, man. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That is, like, he That's has, why he started wearing boots. He didn't used to wear fucking shoes when he wrestled. Yeah, his, his brother was always barefoot. I, like, I knew that. But yeah, like, I did not know that. Yeah. He lost his, like, half of his leg in, like, a fucking uh, motorcycle accident. Yeah. That was insane. It's a lot about that. Um so like he gets in the accident, he gets all depressed. That was Carrie, right? The Carrie Von Eric, Texas, Texas tornado. tornado. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he tries to make his comeback, but it's just not like it's not like it was before. He's not yeah. like, you know, he's not like this, you know, unlimited like ability person anymore. He's just yeah, he's just trying to like try to hide the fact that he has one fucking foot. Yep. Um their other like youngest brother, who was like kind of like the the weakling of the group, he gets into wrestling. Ends up like hurting his arm, but like ends up going into a coma somehow, like because of some weird, like freak, like medical condition. Yeah. He, he ends up waking up out of the coma, but he's like kind of like mentally like compromised a little bit. He's like a little slow. Yeah. He ends up killing himself. Yeah. Carrie ends up fucking killing himself. And the dad killed himself, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. They don't get into it in the movie anyway. Oh, wait. No. Maybe I'm thinking of. Uh... Somebody else. Never mind. Uh, One of the brothers is completely cut out of the movie. There's like five of them. Well, there's yeah. six altogether. Yeah. One of them died when they were a kid. So there's another one who died. Right. Um, and one's just not in the movie for some reason. I think he survived. Yeah. And then the uh, then Kevin, who's like the main brother in the movie, he also fucking survived. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he just there's like a scene at the end where like he's sitting there crying, like he's playing with his kids, and like the kids like, what's wrong? And he's like, you know, he's like, I, I used to be a brother. Like, he's like, I'm yeah. not a brother anymore. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's it a good movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Their, their fucking story is fascinating. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, they had an they had an episode on Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh, that show is so good. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, but yeah, it's got Zach Efron, who Amanda said this yesterday, and it's dead on. He looks like a, an actual He-Man figure now. Yeah. Like, he oh, yeah. broke his jaw and had like some plastic surgery, and like he just looks like a He-Man figure, like the face. <laughs> like it's just the same face. Yep. Uh and then Jeremy Allen White from the Bear is also one of the is Carrie Von Eric. Yeah. What uh what was the first show that he broke out on? Uh Shameless? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've only seen a little bit of that show, but I, I I did like it. I heard it's good. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like I only... watched something else too, and I don't remember another movie. I don't know, man. Like the only thing I really watched this week was this, and then when I was done watching this, I was like, I'm not done. And then I watched RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> I almost watched RoboCop yesterday, dude. Yeah, yeah. I saw it was on HBO Max. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, not right now, not yeah. right now. Yep. It's just like I need, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I'm forgetting another movie uh, to throw in there too. I don't know. <sighs> I watched the Yorgos movie. I watched Pain Hustlers. I watched. I, I, dude, I fucking lose track of what I do during the week. By the time Saturday hits, yeah. I don't fucking remember Monday. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I genuinely don't. Um. I'm gonna have to start writing shit down. Yeah, I know I should have written this down because I, I, I just I've been tearing through movies lately. Yeah, um, yeah, I get into phases like that, but it's just like, yeah, I, I want to say it was like an Oscar-y movie ass movie too that I yeah. watched. No, most of my week has been like trying to get the audio stuff like up to snuff and oh, I still and improve. To yeah, yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah. Um. So last week's episode is gonna have like a different sound than normal. Because I, I found some like higher end plugins and, and right. stuff like that. So um, this week we're like, here's behind the scenes shit. Like we're recording at a higher volume. So I have a, a lower noise floor uh, for when I record yeah. or for when I edit. So like it should be even better, but we'll see what happens. I could be fucking the whole thing up. I don't know. Who knows? We're going to find out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally going through this. It's going to bug the shit out of me, like looking at my, uh, <laughs> what the fuck did I watch this week? What did I watch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been what watching Fargo, which is fucking awesome this season. Yeah. I really love that show. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started watching X-Files, going back, starting that. Um, all right. I, like real real slow pace moving through the X-Files because it's realistically a fucking slow show. Yeah. Like, I forgot how much, like, just drama is that is in that shit. Oh, I've been watching more of the Venture Brothers. I, I love that. <laughs> I'm in the third season now. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo episode. You're about is... to hit a fucking wall in that show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's such a fucking bummer. It just gets, like, too weird for its own good. The Scooby-Doo episode I just watched recently was fucking great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> it's so dark. And like... <laughs> God damn, uh, I missed that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What else? I like, I put down Mario this week, not out of like... Oh, I tried to watch Saltburn. That's right. Oh, yeah. Eh, I didn't get into it. I heard how great of a movie it was. Mm. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, really. it's like a rich people are fucked up movie. Like, oh, yeah, great. We had that in, in uh, Infinity Pool. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, dude, In Search of Darkness. I want to I've never seen those. those. Yeah. You have to watch those. They're, it's a fucking, each one is like a three hour documentary on a chunk of the 80s horror movies. Oh, yeah. And there's three of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I haven't watched that yet. I don't know either. It's right up your fucking alley. <laughs> uh, oh, High Plains Drifter. I haven't seen this in a long fucking time. I can't say that. <laughs> I, I watch Clint Eastwood Westerns all the fucking time. <laughs> fucking Joe kid. Yeah. God damn. Like me and my father have this thing for the outlaw Josie Wales. And like the both of us, like you could just put that movie on and I don't have to watch it. Just, yeah. I could just, I can, I can have it play in my head just from hearing it. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I just need the cue and it's playing in my head. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, that's the world I watched. Leave the World Behind. This was really good. I liked this movie a lot. What is that? It is, um, it's fucking like Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke are like this, like, you know, rich, like, family. Okay. They rent, you know, Airbnb, this house, like, out in the Hamptons. Um, And, like, while they're going there, like, shit's kind of going wrong. Like, stuff starts not working. Uh, there's like a blackout all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the first night they're at the B and B, like, you know, the doorbell rings and it's fucking Mahershala Ali. And like, he, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's like, hi, my name's George something or other. Yeah. Um, and like, they're kind of freaked out. Cause like, it's a black dude. Like, even though he has his daughter with him, they're like, there's a black dude at the door. Uh, he's like, you know, you don't know me. He's like, we've actually talked before. He's like, uh, you know, we communicated through email, so you wouldn't know me. He's like, I own this house. He's like, you know, we were just, you know, in the area. He's like, I'm sorry for dropping in. He's like, you know, something's happening. Something's going wrong. Is it okay if we just like stop here for a little while? Like, you know, we can even, you know, we'll stay like out of your way. Just this is our house. Like we assure you, like everything's fine. Just like, is it okay if we stay? Yeah. So Julia Roberts is all like, fuck no. Like, you know, she's like kind of like trying not to say like she's creeped out by the black guy, but like, yeah. she's just like, oh, you know, my kids are here. So no, you've got to go. Like, you know, yeah. you know, just like saying all this stuff, like, um, but like more and more stuff starts going wrong and all of a sudden there's like an emergency broadcast and it turns out there was like a cyber attack that like knocked out all this stuff. Okay. Um, so Mahershala Ali is like, you know, my wife is in Europe right now. She's coming home tomorrow. She's supposed to come home tomorrow. Um, she's supposed to fly in in the morning and he's giving the, you know, telling him like the whole story. And like, he tells me, like, you know, I have a friend in the area it turns out like he's this dude who he's like, uh, I think he's like an investment banker or something. He's like also like super rich. Yeah. He has all these clients. Um, and like one of them is like kind of like a prepper guy and he was telling him like something's coming. Like, you know, you, you should beware. Like he's like, he's yeah. saying he's like, you know, looking at all the data, all the stuff that I've been seeing, like, yeah, something's about to happen. I don't know what. So like, he goes to find, he goes to the guy's house, like to find out what's going on. He gets there and like, you know, there's nobody in the house. Like everything's just kind of like abandoned and creepy. He goes out to the backyard and like, he's just kind of walking and like, he stumbles across like an arm, like just out and like, it's on like the water on the beach. And like, he's like, what the fuck? And he looks up, there's like body parts. And all of a sudden you just see like, there's plane parts and like, there's a fucking downed plane in the ocean where he's standing. Like, oh, so that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? So like, as he's there, like all of a sudden another plane starts fucking coming in, like, 
coming right at the fucking water, like right where he is. So he's like, you know, running away from this fucking plane crash. Um, they never really specifically say what it was, but like, they kind of hint that like, you know, like kind of like a couple of like, you know, America's enemies like teamed up and like yeah. cyber attacked. And like, it's fun. It gets intense. Like this one part where like, they're, they're trying to like one of the, one of the kids goes missing and like Julia Roberts and the, and Mahershala Ali's daughter are looking for her. Yeah. And like as they're walking, you see like New York City in the background, and there's just a fucking mushroom cloud. Like, yeah, like oh, oh fuck, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. That that was a good. So movie. it's a real pick me up. Yeah, you're saying yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God damn. Oh, but that, that was really good. Yeah. No, I've uh, done shit. Yeah, like I said, I've just been on a movie fucking tear. Yeah. I want to, but then just like, there's so many things that are like on the list. I don't know where to start. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, that's what it is. Like, like, oh, well, I want to watch that, but I'm not in the mood for that. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. It just like, that's what it came down to this week. It was just like, I want to watch something. I don't know what it's like this. I'm watching this. Like, yeah, no questions. Just pick it and watch it. Yeah. And it's paid off so far. The only one that like, I backed out on was Saltburn. Yeah. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> um, Anything else? Uh, anything uh, to mention in uh, in chat? I see we got some other. Uh, looks like my wife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's babe? just mentioning that uh, you guys watched the first episode of Natalia Grace, whatever the fuck that is. Oh yeah, it was uh, this fucked up documentary about this girl. This family like adopts this girl who's supposed to be like six, and like she. Oh, might she's not like be twenty six? something. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of real world weirdness uh fucking gypsy rose got out of jail and people are losing their fucking minds that was, that was what amanda was watching upstairs yeah <laughs> it's like okay um hooray yeah i don't like care do you let do you let a get murderous conspirator like out of yeah. prison great good for you yeah boo um uh... Yeah, that might be a good place to wrap it up. I think that's uh, all the stuff I've really watched. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. Oh, I started reading an awesome book, too. Oh, did you? Um, there's this, uh, not comedian, author who has written, this is like his third book on this, kind of like a like a really comprehensive like history of comedy. His first book is called The Comedians, and it's like the history of like stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. The second one is called We Had a Little Real Estate Problem, and it talks about how like comedy really originated with like Native Americans and all that. Um, the newest book is the one I just started reading. It's fucking really good. I'm like 100 or so pages into it. Uh, it's called Outrageous. Um, it's all about how it's all about basically like the relationship between comedy and like the culture wars. Yeah. So everything, I mean, like it starts out with like vaudeville and like everybody's saying like, Oh my God, this is the worst fucking thing ever. Like this is corrupting our children. Like, yeah, you know, this is so terrible for the culture. And then like, you know, everybody gets used to vaudeville and then radio comes out and Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. It's corrupting our children. Yeah. Like, but he talks well, about how somebody like, think of the children. Yeah. Well, he talks about how like, well, the reason that is, is because like, 
when like tastes change in comedy, like the people who were popular in vaudeville were doing all this like racist comedy and like yeah. playing the stereotypes and that became not popular. So when there was a new medium, they went to radio and like, right. that's where they, like they got a new audience there. And like, that's where that outrage came from. And like the same thing, like tastes changed, they got kicked out. Yeah. That type of comedy moved on to the next thing, which is like TV. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just in like, it talks about how everything that we're basically going through culturally, like, We've already been there. Like people don't even realize we've already gone through all of these, like yeah. all these arguments about like it just just it's it's really fucking interesting and a really really good book. Who wrote that? Uh, his name's Cliff Nesteroff. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of him. He's been on like I I know him because he's been on like a couple of comedy podcasts like talking about the books and like yeah. they all sounded awesome. This one I was like I have to absolutely read this one because it sounds way too good. Yeah, uh, and it has been so far. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read books again, but yeah, this is the first like just, book ass book I've read in a long time. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's the first book I've read since uh, Ready Player Two, and that was during pandemic. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that will turn you off to books. Not that it was terrible, but it was just not great. It, was it wasn't so like, vanilla. Yeah, the first book was so awesome, and this one was just like hey. it was forced. Yeah, it was absolutely forced. I just I didn't I didn't appreciate where the story went. Like, like you're not uh, writing about the characters that I want to hear about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we, we had that conversation yeah. when it came out. Like, yeah, I want the story of the other hunters. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want rich people problems. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can't relate to that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about. We talked about that. That yeah. was a while ago. So long. All right, let's wrap it up. I think we're gonna wrap it up now. Uh, give you the socials and get. Let you guys get out of here. Let me make sure. Uh, I want to. I'm just making sure there's somebody we can raid. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I think Thor is on. Um, anyway, our website is www.bigdumbmonsterspodcast.com or bigdumbmonsters.com, whichever you like. Um, we are on Facebook. We are Big Dumb Monsters Pod. Um, if you have suggestions for the show, movies, drinks, uh, things that we can change about the show, anything. Uh, email us bigdumbmonsters at gmail.com we we want to hear what you have to say um, we are on Slasher the all horror social network we are Big Dumb Monsters Pod uh, I'm sorry Big Dumb Monsters Podcast there um, and you can add us on Steam uh, if you feel like I forgot to mention this Big Dumb Monsters what are your thoughts on bringing the wives back for a Valentine's Day show my wife brought that up to me <laughs> so I think they've been scheming <laughs> I was instructed to bring that <laughs> by your wife. <laughs> I almost forgot to do that. <laughs> I'm cool with it. She's like, we don't even have to do it. She's like, I just want to see his reaction if you bring it up. <laughs> Scheming, plotting, women. <laughs> I have done my part. <laughs> the brides of the monsters. She's like, um, she's like, I, I, she's like, I told him I want to do Twilight. Yeah, I don't. We're like not we, going to. <laughs> like, we've been doing that joke for a while. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Back to the socials. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and threads at big underscore dumb underscore monsters. We will get this Instagram live thing figured out. Um, we are also on YouTube at Big Dumb Monsters. Um, stop by the channel there. Subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Uh, leave a few likes, maybe some comments. It's all free, folks. Go for it. Um, 
on Twitch. Also, stop by, subscribe. Uh, I don't know if you can like stuff there, but if you can, do it. We are at Big Dumb Monsters on Twitch. Um, you should check out our merch store at T Public. Yeah, look for the Big Dumb Monsters store. Uh, and those are our plugs. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That is it. That is the end of the show. <laughs> Communication over. <laughs> Do not let ghoulies eat your ass. <laughs> Never sleep in a deathbed. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.